Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today's feature singer-songwriter, Mark McKay. Had a lot of fun meeting Mark on Zoom, getting to know a little bit more about his story and uh, his brand new Christmas EP that uh, is streaming everywhere right now. So if you are listening to this episode on Christmas Eve, uh, be sure to add that to your favorite playlist and uh, share with your family and friends and uh, a whole lot more. Hope you enjoy this episode. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there and all kinds of delicious food. Uh, You got all kinds of burgers, flatbread, pizzas, nachos, pretzels. All kinds of tasty things. And you can get uh, some great live music on the weekends. On Thursdays, they've been doing this single bingo night out there. Uh, and then coming up on December 30th, you can catch Jeff Walchauser out there going into January. Uh, keep an eye out for more events uh, starting the brand new year. If you uh, want, you can follow along on Facebook and Instagram and visit FriendshipBrewingCompany.com for all their uh, info, for their beer menu, their food menu, and their music calendar. And uh, great news, if you are in the Hannibal, Missouri area, Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you, opening a brand new location in 2023 in Hannibal, Missouri. So keep an eye out. More info coming soon, but uh, get involved with them again on the socials, friendshipbrewingcompany.com, located in Wentzville, Missouri. Swing in there and get yourself a cold beverage. Uh, If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And a big thank you to everybody that's been listening. Um, I really, truly appreciate your support. Thanks for being here with me, whether this is your first time or you've been here a long time. Uh, I'm glad you're here. And hope you have a wonderful holiday with some friends and family. And a happy new year to you. And I'm excited uh, to see what 2023 has in store for Rock Paper Podcast. With all that out of the way, sit back, relax, enjoy this brand new episode with Mark McKay. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey everybody, this is Mark McKay and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock, rock beats is the shame covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, a hip-hop, jazz, all kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town 
Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley. Hey, everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out via Zoom with Mark McKay. Welcome What's to the up? show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. St. Louis, we, sh- we should have just met up in person. I drove right past you last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would uh, that would have been cool, man, except for I was at, uh, stuck at work till like uh, 2, 2 a.m., so. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, what were you, uh, you said you're in Kansas city this morning. Yeah. We're just, uh, the, the trek to start our Christmas tour, which is mostly in the Rockies and on the other side, got some stuff to do in, in Colorado tomorrow, but we're just the, 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 the uh, I was going to say the move has started, but yeah, the bus is rolling. So we're, uh, where, where is home? What is, uh, where Nashville's home. Okay. Although, uh, behind the steering wheel is really more home, you know, the amount we're on the road, but, uh, Nashville's home has been home since, uh, 2017 California was home before then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we, we play everywhere in the country. So I, there's so many places I sort of feel like our home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, let's, uh, take me, uh, back to that, to like that journey, like, uh, as, as you growing up and, uh, kind of, how, what like gets you to Nashville? Like, what do you, uh, how do you, uh, know that that was like the move for you to, to make that jump? Well, it's a, uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Cause it's actually a story I love telling. Uh, so I was living in Los Angeles and Hollywood and I was at that time, uh, it was, a, it was a while ago at that time I had been doing some touring as myself, but, uh, but a lot of it was, um, I would, I would jam with some other people or whatever, you know? And so this girl asked me to uh, come out and, and accompany her in uh, Nashville. And uh, I always remember, I, I thought, you know, it'd probably be cool to check the city out because everyone kind of talks about Nashville, you know, but so I landed decently late at night. And I, I always remember I took a cab to where my hotel was, which was sort of near Broadway. And it was really more midtown, but you know, everybody said, you got to go down and see all these honky tonks and stuff, you know, and I had never been there before, obviously. So anyway, I just, I always remember getting out of the cab and just going, um, I I didn't know what it was, but there was just an energy, you know, and I was like, I have to move here. I I don't, you know, and I came back and I told everybody, I said, I have to move there. And people were like, really, you know, you love everywhere you go, whatever. I said, ah, there's something about it, you know? So we ended up getting put on a tour with Ted Nugent in 20, I think it was 2017. And one of the dates was at the Ryman and I had been kind of itching to move there. But once we got confirmed at the Ryman, I just made the move. Now that I have lived there, uh, now that I live there, I understand what that was that was drawing me. It's just that outrageous amount of musical creativity that's everywhere. I mean, if you, I'm sure you've been to Nashville, there's just nowhere where there isn't history or writers, artists, singers everywhere at every turn from the minute you land at the airport. So as an artist, I understand why it kind of pushed me in that direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that is one thing I I mean I talk about it a lot with uh other other artists and I think like that's the the great thing about that city is just like the ability to uh network uh, so easily with the uh, great writers and players and and everything. There's just like so many others down there chasing the dream too and uh, totally willing to willing to make something great happen, so. Yeah. 
yeah, the network of the network of creative is, uh, you know, I always I always chuckle about that. Like, you know, we go on the road and we have a great time on the road. Typically, people will always show us great restaurants. We'll stay in really great hotels. We'll we'll hang in great clubs. I mean, it's just play these historic venues. It's all cool. But I can't believe how productive I am when I get home to Nashville, just because you know, there's always things you have to get done on your music. And it's just instantly there's co-writers, there's producers, there's meetings, you know, just all of a sudden it's just, it's game on the minute you get back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, I don't know. That's cool, man. We got St. Louis has kind of got a, uh, a similar feel, I would say. Um, I, mean, I, yep. don't, I don't play, but I'm just a super fan. And, and, um, but I think we're, I think we are maybe a little, I feel a little overlooked. Uh, there's, a huge, you know, on a long list of uh, legacy here. You know, we have all, all kinds of uh, greats uh, dating, you know, way back. And then we have like, you know, a, a really thriving scene right now. And uh, across the board, we got all kinds of different uh, genres represented and stuff. And there's, it's just fun to see uh, the city doing something. And finally, I think like we're, we're getting to that point that I think like, I don't know, I've been saying for a while, but I feel like we're, we're getting closer and closer, but like to a being recognized as like a Nashville or a, an Austin or something like, you know, one of these more, um, yeah. bigger music cities and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, all the power. I I'm, I'm sure I, and I, it's weird. I'm kind of nodding along with you cause I'm sure it's true. And, and I've heard other people say that I, somehow we've never played in St. Louis. We played like every city in this country a thousand times and just somehow the routings never, never lined up, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll make that happen, man. It'd be fun. Anyway, uh, but I, I think we even there was like an article just a bit ago, like on USA Today or something, one of those, like that was saying, like, even like in the arts, like uh, in a theater and stuff, they have some like various uh, theater people were moving here and stuff to St. Louis. So, um, yeah. I think I think a lot of it's just being that, uh, you know, cost of living is a lot more reasonable here in the Midwest, yeah. compared to uh, you know, your coastal city. So, I joke about that all the time. It's like, I grew up in California and um, I, I shouldn't speak for all Californians, but I, I imagine their experience was similar to mine. You know, it's like you're in high school and if you're in high school in Northern California, the only place you think you, there's college to go to is in Southern California and, <laughs> and vice versa, you know? And so you just, Californians, we just love California. You just bounce up and down, you know, you have, and, and, and it's, and it's amazing. It's an amazing state, you know? And then one day somebody, and it might've been a pandemic, for example, but one day somebody says, you know, we should go out and check out some of these other places. And they go to Denver and they go to St. Louis and they go to Nashville and they, and they go, I can live here for half the yeah. price and everything's so cool, you know? So yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, we, uh, we have a brand new Christmas EP from Mark and, uh, just released a little bit ago and you're out, uh, on tour to support that right now. And I figured that might be a good place to start, uh, yeah. With this, uh, get into that a little bit. And, um, it's a three song EP and you, uh, also put an original on there. So I figure yeah. well, let's, st let's start with this song, man. Get everybody, uh, a little into the holiday spirit. Uh, this is uh, Christmas time is in the air. Uh, wh what would you like to tell us around this song? Well, I just, uh, what I, what the, the deal with me making a Christmas record was I love Christmas time. I love Christmas music. I actually sometimes listen to it all year round. It always puts me in a good mood. Um, but I, I didn't want to 
do a Christmas record just for the sake of doing one. I wanted there to be kind of a purpose. So one purpose was uh, that we're going on, you know, we were looking at doing our first Christmas tour. So that made a lot of sense. The second was I had a vision for last Christmas. I've had that vision for a long time to be sort of a more up-tempo, a little bit of coastal rock feel to it, you know, but you also don't have a record unless you have an original when it comes to this stuff. And so Jeffrey Steele and I, you know, he's obviously a monster and he's helped me with it with it. You know, he's just a phenomenal writer. And we were texting one night and, and I was, you know, we were saying it had to be fun. It had to be up tempo. It had to feel like there were kind of carolers coming. And what's funny about it is that the the thing people say the most, which I take as such a compliment, is people always think it's a cover of of an old classic because it's got a familiarity. It's got this kind of I don't want to say rocking around the Christmas tree because it doesn't sound like it, but you know, similar kind of happy up tempo vibe. And so I, that was really what capped the whole project, made it make sense. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I uh, I was unaware that it was an original uh, until you said that, and so, but uh, yeah, that's and I mean, yeah, it's like it's like definitely a credit to yourself that like, you know you you were able to make it sound like one of those you know classics that we've grown up with. Uh, yeah. But um, but you know, also like there's, I feel like there's so many like kind of like deep cuts uh, with with some of these like you know you could have pulled something you know and made it little you know put a new twist on it and people wouldn't know really really know the difference but i think that's uh i think that's the fun about it though is like you know writing writing something original and making it sound like everybody knows the words already to it and stuff and totally totally yeah it's and and that was what we did with last christmas you know took something that's a great great melody great chord structure and familiar to people because i do it is funny because that is one thing that is frustrating like i've heard chris Christmas, new Christmas songs for people that I don't like. And that's just, that's the nature of it. There's people that aren't going to like my single either, you know, but whenever I'm discovering a new Christmas record or one of my favorite artists put out a Christmas record, I enjoy hearing their spin on songs that, you know, that's half the fun is that you can yeah. kind of sing along to something, you know, you know, and so I'm glad we got have yourself a merry little Christmas on there. We got last Christmas on there and, and the streaming platforms have really liked this, the new tune that kind of has this very up tempo bounce about it. So yeah, makes man. you dance. Yeah. 
Like I said, it's uh, on the streamers now, available wherever you get your digital music at, and uh, check that out. Uh, well, speaking of like Christmas, though, like what, um, for, like for you, like what do you, what would you think? Like, uh, you know, is it a, is it a song? Is it a movie? A dish? What for you? What put you like into the Christmas spirit? Like, is there a certain, certain thing? Yeah, I mean it's it's a little all of the above. Right. I mean, I I love I really do love Christmas. I love Christmas trees. I love decorations. I love uh, uh, you know all the obvious movies. But what I have learned is that our life is so chaotic, and it's always been chaotic for me. It was chaotic before I was a full time touring artist. You know that that's what is the most Christmas spirit for me is that you feel everything slow down. I mean, as as crazy as it sounds, about five days ago, I started waking up and I didn't have. 26 text messages and 19 emails, right. you know, and, and, and you just start to realize that, you know, you start calling people and they're just, they're kind of happier. You know, some people have just maybe gotten their bonus at work. Some people are got time off work. They're spending time with their family. I just, that always just gives me a minute to just go, Oh man, all that work we did, we can just kind of decompress for a little bit. That's really what um, puts me in the Christmas spirit, which yeah. as we're heading out on a Christmas tour, we're going to play for the next 10 days. It explains why I'm not in that much of a Christmas spirit at the moment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, do you get a, so do you go back home, uh, for, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. My family's still in California. So when we're done with our, our Christmas tour does like Utah, Idaho, Wyoming. Um, and then I go home and see my family, which is, um, uh, Valerie, my girlfriend's family is in Santa Cruz, California. Mine is in the mountains in Lake Tahoe for Christmas. Nice. So that's where we always do Christmas. Uh, and then every year between Christmas and new year's, uh, I do a show in up there in Lake Tahoe where we give all the money to the um, local music school. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So we got that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, I've done a couple of, actually, um, uh, I started, I did like as a toys for tots, uh, kind of, kind of benefit show, uh, concert here in St. Louis. And then, yep. um, then, and I was in 18 and, uh, 
and uh, unfortunately uh in 19 my my mother got sick uh with, no. brain, with brain cancer and we did a benefit for her that year um and then uh she uh she passed in december of 19 and then i've since uh well after when things we could start doing it again uh, in 21 i did another uh benefit in her honor and uh helping raise money for some others in need uh dealing with brain cancer so i'm trying to keep that rolling as like a as a annual event and uh try to well put put us down to play that next year yeah yeah I'm, uh it's uh yeah man it was that so anyway it just it feels good to do those kind of those those totally. benefit shows and give you know support the community and stuff and in various totally. ways so but yeah especially yeah. uh supporting some kids that want to play music like i'm all for that man yeah um, yeah you you it was it was uh music school is where i started so i kind of have a special place for for music education you know but what kind of blows my mind and i don't mean it in a negative way even though i guess you could maybe take it that way but a lot of times i tell people up there that we're doing a benefit for the local music school people go oh there's a music school here and i go yeah that's why we're doing the benefit you know so that you just found out about it yeah. <laughs> you know and uh it's just important to get the word out about that it's important to give kids an outlet to you know whether it's songwriting or actually just working on their instruments it's just good it's all good yeah were you uh so what was it for you like uh you know was you saying in that that school where you started but was it was it songwriting or was it guitar playing or what uh what was your uh like intro? well it was it was guitar playing that pushed me personally over the edge to to want to do this uh it was my parents forcing me to take piano lessons that made it all, uh, all right. start you know we were we were not allowed to do anything in our house if we weren't in piano lessons period so i took classical piano lessons from when i was like I mean, I'd have to guess I was seven years old or eight years old because I got a guitar when I was nine. So it was a little bit before that, you know, but um, uh, I, I always played music. I always loved it. And then one day you feel that. Um, uh, what's the word? You feel the push to want to understand it more. You start playing things going, that chord sounds really good with that chord. I wonder why that is, you know, and that and then you and then it then it's just a spiral from there. Right. So when do you, when do you discover like, uh, wanting to get more into songwriting? Like songwriting became an out, you know, I always, I think most people at some point in their life might probably try to write a song at some point. So I did, I did my share of, of writing stuff, um, that was not very good and I didn't know what I was doing, but it was never a major creative outlet for me. Um, I had a sort of normal person job for a little bit there before I gave all that up to be a full-time musician. And um, especially towards the end of that, where I could sense that I was about to make a big change in my life and I was going to abandon everything I had done before. And, and I was going to go after the dream of being a, a touring artist. That was where songwriting really became uh, ultra important. I was a little bit, you know, a little bit older, meaning I wasn't 14 years old in my, right. in my room, you know, writing stuff, but, but that was, you know, that was definitely a creative way to start feeling like I was, I had a purpose. Yeah. It's something I'm real passionate about. Like, I don't, I don't like, and I don't write, but it's, I, I'm, I love songwriting. I love the lyrics and stuff. I'm really, uh, here in St. Louis uh, for like three years, I ran a, uh, 
songwriter showcase um just kind of doing like the uh you know bluebird you know kind cool. of thing kind of like three cool. writers on stools playing acoustic and yep. storytelling and and yep. uh and i was always like uh that's something i'm always really been you know close to my heart and uh and it's just so it was, so uh i really enjoyed you know going through a bunch of your songs uh your catalog and and you know, really diving into the lyrics and lyrical content and stuff. And, uh, thanks man. Yeah. It was, uh, so it's just something fun. You know, it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a cool way to connect to an artist, you know, even over we've met now, but it's like, you kind of get some of your stories through those songs, even if maybe they aren't all, uh, you know, necessarily a hundred percent, you know, uh, autobiographical. Yeah. But you still get an idea like who you are and what you, what you represent and stuff through your music. So totally, totally. Um, I hope you got that. I'm a, um, West coast influence country rock guitar player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, there's, uh, you have a newer, uh, original also, uh, not Christmas th- themed, uh, this came out for the summer, but, uh, summer slowdown is uh one that i thought was a lot of fun just uh and uh you know i think it's uh it's one of those that everybody can relate to man we've all we're all uh if, we, yep. if you're if you're uh you know most time when you start probably started when you were a kid and you're like you know first uh you're you know falling in love or whatever that summer and stuff met some you know person yep. or whatever and think you just want to spend all the time with them that you can and then all of a sudden you know School all over up and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. It's one of the first, it's the only song I ever put out, out that I was totally not a writer on. It's an outside cut. It was written mm-hmm. by Jeff Steele, Wendell Mobley and uh, Neil Thrasher, who are three of the biggest heavy hitters in the town. You know, they've written bazillions of huge hits for everybody. And um, the reason I cut it is because um, what you just described is just my, it's my favorite emotion to sing and think about. I think that there's a, um, I think back to like my younger days and that kind of, you go on a trip, whether it's with your family or it's your friends or, you know, whether it's college or high school or whatever, or even, it it doesn't even have to be a time period, but you know, you go on a trip and and, and you meet somebody and just from the minute you connect with them or you lock eyes with them, or you have a conversation with the bar and all of a sudden you go, is there something here, you know? And, and there's this magic that can last for a long time and it can last for two days and then it's got to end. Um, and I, and I think songs that are about that sort of summer fling, I just think it's one of the coolest emotions. I've always thought that I don't know why. Um, and so obviously the song just captures exactly that, that emotion. And when I heard it, I just said, that's got my name written all over it. Jeffrey who pitched it to me thought the same thing. So it sounds like a Mark McKay track. (laughs) (laughs) So we did it. Why? 
But yeah, this uh great great tune and uh I don't know, it's just uh especially now, you know, in December it was fun to hear get for, hear for the first time and just like uh immediately like go back to thinking about summer vibes, you know, just ready ready to get back to the the beach and do the fun summer stuff that I love to do. So I was on a plane the other day flying over Colorado or something and it was like everything was all snow capped, you know, and I, I put up like an Instagram story of the snow caps with summer slowdown playing in the background. And I like confused half my followers, you know, uh-huh. they're like, it's not summer. I was like, I know that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you, yeah. uh, uh, you can find, uh, music and the socials and all the things at, uh, Mark McKay official.net. You said, yeah, that's the website that links you to everything yeah and uh so we get uh we got some of those some uh rounding out the 2022 tour dates and stuff but uh you know i was thinking about uh next year you your uh your calendar filling up uh already for uh for yeah we got a, we got a lot of offers in we got to sort of solidify it i'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on the road again um uh, you know, I, we do have a couple of holds in January, but I think January and February will be a little bit quiet, you know, but I've heard there's some, some dates with Joe Nichols being talked about in the, in the summertime. And we're, we're already on the books for a few things, but you know, that's a nice thing, wherever, whoever's listening, wherever you are, we, yeah. we, we go everywhere. So follow along and we'll see you when we're in your town. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned, uh, what Joe and, uh, Ted Nugent even, uh, getting to, yeah get to share the yeah. stage with some cool people uh um what do you have a particular um 
you know one that comes to mind one of the like the you know holy shit this is this is real like you know well don't get me wrong i mean we yeah i I have an answer for that and i just want to be clear that i think everybody we have played with has just been wonderful and i take something from all of them you know and i think that uh, they they all of them are as big as they are because there were some things that they're really good at you know um but but i will say that one of the most inspiring things i ever saw was touring with ario speedwagon last summer um i just think the work the work ethic and the health and the the demeanor of those guys, you know, where let's be real. A lot of times that band's been around a long time. And sometimes you see those guys and it's, they don't quite sound the same and they don't quite have the same energy, but, but it's nostalgic. So it's cool. Not those guys. I mean, those guys look like they're doing push-ups before they go on stage. Dave's guitar tone is as good as anything I've ever heard in my life. Kevin's voice is as good as anything I've ever heard in my life, you know, and just, just watching him in action. I, Every night we showed up to the venues we were playing with those guys, we knew that we were witnessing something that was, you know, this is what we're supposed to do forever. Like yeah. these guys, you know, they're really great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that especially like something like that, like kind of seeing the behind the scenes, like you realize how efficiently some of those crews work and how, uh, you know, getting them from stop to stop and like, and it just, you have to just, uh, you know, it's sometimes uh, pretty remarkable how, you know, especially they've been doing it for so long, how they've learned all the tricks and stuff. So they, how to do it, the maximize their efficiency. We, we tour a lot with Eli young band in the country universe and, and those guys too, we love them and they've been so good to us. And they're, an, they're another band that I've witnessed everything. I mean, I've seen those guys where, where the entire band's flights got canceled the morning of the gig, you know, and the crew was already en route to somewhere in California and the guys were still in Texas and somehow they, fly those guys into wherever they can and they're taking Ubers all over the universe and the crew get dials it in and they show up and, the, and, and everyone's working together as a team. And it's just, all that stuff is just, it's just great to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, I imagine that would be, uh, that'd be a lot of fun just to kind of, uh, you know, you, you getting to show, share the stage, but then like being able to stand in the wings and watch like, uh, you know, a, a REO show and stuff like that, getting to, getting to watch them do what they do and um, yeah. be a unique perspective on it from. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I, uh, um, it's not my story really, but like it's, uh, it's there's a, one of my favorites uh, speaking of Eli Young band, there's uh, one of my favorites uh, from Nashville, Will Hogue. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, one of the and he's an incredible songwriter really prolific and i've been following his career for a long time and and um but he he told a story about going on the road with the eli young band to help write some songs after uh after the su- success of even if it breaks your heart yeah and he uh he said he was opening uh they were they were on tour with kenny chesney at the time and he's like said he's uh you know, they, they invited him out to like play some guitar on their set. And so he's out there and, uh, with the Eli Young band and, you know, playing that, uh, even if it breaks your heart. And of course, like, you know, 50,000 people singing along to it. And he's just like, hey, this is cool. You know, like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, totally. he's like, I wrote this motherfucker. <laughs> so I was correct. Damn straight. Yeah. You know, well, it's funny with Eli Young band. I, you know, I feel like music has gone through. And I don't want to say something off color here, but I feel like music has gone through 
country music especially has gone through a very interesting period in the last 20 years, 10, 10 years mainly. And I think back to like 10 years ago where like Aldine and Luke and Eric Church and those guys were just starting to explode. It kind of was like very rock with a banjo. And then it kind of morphed into Sam Hunt's direction where the pop elements really became. And to be clear, I love all of it. I think all, I think all music should be celebrated. I think it's great. But Eli Young Band had that Life at Best record. And I tell them this, that Mike Eli is probably sick me telling him the story because I tell him every time I see him, you know, but, but they had that life at best record that uh, maybe 2009, 2010, it had to be right in that range, you know? And at that time, I feel like we were still taking records with lots of songs and putting them on and listening to them top to bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that we do that as much anymore. I think our whole world is a more of a single world, a playlist world, a mood world. What's the mood you're in the mood to listen to. And I, and I, again, it's just the evolution of music, but, the life at best record from those guys that had, even if it breaks your heart and all those songs, you know, you, I feel like I can still put that thing on and just top to bottom. It'll tell me a story and take me right back to where I was. I always tell Mike the fight, the fight, which was written with uh, Natalie Hemby. And I, I forget who else was, was always my favorite song on that record, you know, but, but there, you know, when I watch those guys play and watching people singing along to crazy girl, and even if it breaks your heart, you know, there's a time in your life that you are brought back to when that happened. So Kudos to Will. That's got that's a great cut to to be involved with, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just like, uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've been a super fan of that song for a long time. That's one another one of those that you know, mentioning like a, a summer slowdown. Uh, you know, where where the lyrics uh, old enough to get there, but too young to get inside. I mean, I think all of us as music lovers were there at one point where you know you wanted to go to the show, but you just couldn't even get in the club yet. Totally, totally. Uh, so. There's a lot yeah. of relatability in that, in those uh, lyrics also. Yep. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so uh, uh, I got a couple of questions and uh, get your take on some of these. They're, they're just uh, some silly thoughts I think about. Um, yeah. But uh, what about um, the day comes along, we got a Mark McKay action figure. What would you like to see? as like your three accessories to go with your, your action figure? Hey, that's a great question. Um, um, my three accessories, uh, is, uh, a guitar, a, um, a pen, a, a, um, I was going to say a pen for signing contracts because I'm known for always negotiating stuff everywhere I am all the time. So much of our tour gets negotiated from the wheel of a car, you know. All right. Uh, I'd have to think what the third one is. Um, probably, I'm I'm like way into fashion, so it would have to be some kind of. Uh, you know what it would be? I'll tell you what it would be. It would be a uh, a turquoise uh, squash blossom necklace that I'm always wearing on stage. That right. they would be my three things. Yep. Yeah. What, uh, what what what's the guitar? You think what type of a uh, what type of guitar you, you uh, normally play? Uh, you know. I, I, if you had asked me this question like six months ago, I just would have said a Telecaster because I was all, I always had a Telecaster. And then, and I always used to joke with my guitar buddies that I'm not that like addicted to guitar collecting or whatever. I just, I have my guitars that I like. And now that's totally out the window. I got like 20 of them sitting at the house. I, I grab guitars based on what I'm in the mood for that night. So today it would probably be a Gibson Firebird or it would be this, uh, I don't have any strings on it, but I just got this painted. Uh, this was a, this is a guild Thunderbird, 
I just thought it was kind of cool the way it was originally white. You can see the, head, yeah. the neck, but I had it painted with this kind of red deal. So it's a it's Christmas vibes for the Christmas story. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I don't really know much about them, like, but I you know, I obviously love them. I love uh I appreciate the art uh and you, all the guitars and but uh I mean it's something you know, I just never really uh grew up in that way. I mean, like my uh my dad played a little bit like a little bit guitar and stuff but i just never really uh you know deep never really had that appreciation for him as a kid i guess i don't know or you know i always like loved the people playing them but just never had that drawn to want to learn more about them yeah but uh but yeah it was uh maybe someday maybe someday i'll uh get around to learning an instrument and stuff i was like yeah uh, but um yeah i uh all right. What about, um, there's another, uh, silly one. Uh, but, uh, if you could, uh, you had the opportunity to go see, uh, uh, a fictional band live, who do you think, uh, might be that, that fictional band? Is it from, uh, you know, um, do you, you want to know players? You want to know what they do? What, what do you want to know? Well, like, you know, you, you think of like, uh, uh you know dr teeth and the uh, electric mayhem or uh your uh that's a, a, one of my favorites uh but i don't know i just think it's funny that some of these like uh we, there's so many of these movies and tv shows with these uh bands on you know and stuff that like they're they are real players sometimes in them but uh but it's just funny like uh even a spinal tap or something like that you know is like uh is a big one well you know it's funny uh I'm such a, I'm, I've never thought about that. I don't know if I could answer it on the spot, you know? Uh, but, but I will say that, uh, I'm such a purist about music that I feel like I never let my brain go into that, that kind of spot, but, but it should, but I should, cause it's fun, you know, but I will say that, that I, I did have an idea, uh, that, that apparently has been done by 10 million people, but I love yacht rock playlists. Oh yeah. So I, I always thought that there would have been like, you know, some kind of way that guys were dressed up and, in yacht costumes playing playing yacht rock and maybe they were the the guys from that era but but i just you know someone just told me the other day that they were going to see yacht lady crew or something you know and, and i'm like well clearly my idea is long done yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh that i mean yacht rock is like it's uh it's pretty wild because like i've heard like interviews with like uh daryl hall and and uh and he was like talking about how they're now touring um bigger shows than they've ever done in their career and it's just kind of wild to think about the how like this the sound you know has like grown more today than it was 40 years ago or whatever so it's like um but the people people really dig the yacht rock sound right now that seems to be uh i don't know i think a lot of it i only have I only have one subtle regret in my career and my and that subtle regret was that I should our leaving California record that came out in 2020 no 2021 uh which is what we put out when we went out with REO uh I regret that I didn't lean into that and brand it as a as a new yacht rock record because yeah. you know sonically it's that's what it is you know I just for some reason I just never really I never thought of it but I think about it all the time now yeah <laughs> I think a lot of it uh, for those guys, too, is like, uh, you know, especially the longevity of their careers and things. But like, 
now those people that grew up listening to music are all have kids and stuff and they're bringing their kids to the shows and so on. So it's like, it becomes a generational thing too. So I think that's a lot of why those, uh, those acts are as, uh, you know, playing such large arenas and stuff now. Totally. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, uh, I kind of got, uh, kind of got a little bit of that vibe, but you know, there's, there's definitely some of those tones, uh, through the record that you're talking about some of those, some of those yacht rock vibes. Yeah. Well, none of it, you know, and none of it is, uh, is an act when I just, you know, that's one thing about me. I can't fake anything, you know? So I didn't, I've never really thought of any of that music as yacht rock. That's just music I grew up on yeah. that I just sonically love, you know? And it's not like, you know, it's not like, um, you know, John Mayer just put out that his most recent record sob rock that just yeah. is basically, it's basically yacht rock. <laughs> sounds yeah. exactly like it, you know? Uh, so anyway, it's, it's a trip. I really love what he did with that record too, with like, uh, having like the, uh, price sticker on the uh cover and stuff like all you know like a th- throwback to like actually being on record shelves and stuff like that and he is uh he is the quintessential artist and um he's one in a billion i i peep if anyone's listening that just never got into john mayer or 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 knows him for a couple of his hit songs or whatever you are talking about it doesn't collide like that very often to have his persona, his songwriting ability, his talent, his looks, his creativity all hitting at once. That is, that is like literally one in a billion stuff that he does. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, uh, appreciate him as an artist. I mean, like you look at like how much his, his career kind of runs the gamut, you know, like he's got, uh, you know blues uh you know he's playing with the dead he's you know he's he's done it all pretty much he's all kinds of covered every genre almost and yeah um so i really uh but and and the fact that he's like uh has a sense of humor about it all too like he's a lot of totally seems like uh just a great hang and seeing him on Chappelle show back in the day and everything else and um you know so it was uh he seems like a lot of fun too, along with uh, being an incredible musician. Yep. Um, all right. Is there uh and maybe that's, maybe that's even the answer, but do you have a, uh, a dream duet or collaboration? Is there, is there somebody that you uh, always wanted to work with? Yeah, I, I got a couple of them. Um, my, they're two distinctive ones. I've always wanted to do something with Ben Skill, and I've always wanted to do something with Richie Sambora. And that's partly because guitar collaborations are what I always just sort of make me the idea of playing guitar solos alongside of somebody I love and and kind of writing that part like a song is 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 really it. But those Vince, I've always had this idea of doing this, you know, and I, I think I have the song for it. Uh, I I talked to him about something else a couple of weeks ago, and I should have asked him, but I didn't. But um, and Richie, uh, I, he's just my favorite guitarist of all time. So I've always wanted to put out something, maybe have him sing some belting harmonies like he did in Bon Jovi and we'll yeah. just take some turns shredding on a guitar, you know. Was, it, was that one of your uh, your first loves as a kid, uh, listening to those Bon Jovi records and stuff? Bon Jovi was the first concert I ever went to, actually. I, oh, nice. I think it's 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 funny because I haven't really paid attention to a lot of his newer stuff, uh, uh, but when I do see videos, especially videos back a little bit, like, you know, the crash tour and even, even stuff as far back as slippery and wet and the original good stuff, you know, um, I, I look and I go, gosh, it's unbelievable how 
influenced I am from his live show, just because I just remember loving the show so much. The chemistry between him and Richie, the lighting, the way they run the stage. I, I think that's my, uh, they're my number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, my first, um, first one I ever like recall my mom, uh, you know, taking me to it, that asking her to take me to it was, uh, Matchbox 20 in, uh, 1997. Yeah, with, uh, so semi, semi Sonic and Soul Asylum. Wow. So, and of course, that was like a you know a huge, huge year for Matchbox Twenty and stuff with that record. Huge so, year. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, that was the first one. I, I was like, I remember that record being, you know, a big part of my my life at the time, and like, you know, but yeah, that's the same kind of thing. Like, I still still love still love those songs and, um. But I don't know, like you, you know, you touched on earlier, like listening to albums. I mean, I feel like it's definitely something that, at the time, like that's what we, I would, and I still do it as a listener. I still there's a lot of the great records that I do listen, to, you know, beginning to end with. But uh, I do feel like uh, we've kind of gotten away from writing complete records and like that and stuff. So, I mean, I know people still do it. I just think in yeah. kind of our mainstream music consumption world, it's sort of, um, it's sort of over, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I um, I mean, I I know like uh, uh, you know, obviously there's a bunch of them, but like a lot of it's in that country vein. I think like there's like uh, you know, Stapleton and stuff, and you know, he, he's he puts out full length, you know, full great records and stuff, all kinds of great songs on them, and I don't know, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, we, I don't know, I think maybe it'll like with the that some of those guys are still using uh vinyl as uh, you know for media and stuff a lot of those guys are putting their stuff on records now uh still totally so, you know i think totally. that's a lot of it uh having that a side b side i think a lot of people uh and maybe in the pop world aren't besides like taylor swift uh and adele i know they put on records out but on vinyl but uh i think a lot of people aren't really thinking in media that way they're thinking about spotify playlist and stuff like that totally totally yeah so true it just depends on how how you're wanting to put your music out there and i I think that's what's kind of cool about today's world that we live in we we do have i know people you know with all the the spotify raps all came out and stuff a little bit ago and everybody was kind of kind of rips on spotify and stuff that but it's like i don't know i think any of them they're they're great uh tools for any artist like it's a great introduction uh, you know, it's not like a means to, uh, you know, uh, getting you uh, a career, you know, but it's like, it's a good way to introduce an artist. And then if you like them, buy the music, you buy the, buy the t-shirt, buy the concert tickets, you know, do that way to support and stuff. But uh, I think it's, yeah, it, goes, it, it, it is funny. It goes both ways. I, my girlfriend, Valerie and I are so different about how we consume music. And po- a lot of it is probably because I'm in the thick of it every day. I'm constantly hearing stories and meeting people. And I'm always a degree of separation away from, I mean, once you're, once you're deep in this enough, you hear a song come out on the radio and you can, you can, te- you know, exactly the piece of the puzzle about how that came together, how that writer did this, who it was pitched to. And yeah, I mean, you'd go on forever, but it's funny, like with Valerie, she actively seeks out her, her, curated playlist on Spotify where they're pitching songs at her based on her likes. And she discovers artists that way. Right. Right. And I think it's cool. She shows me a lot of new music that she discovers because of that. Here's the negative. I go on tour with somebody and I say, Hey, I'm opening for so-and-so. And And she goes, never heard of him. And then she comes to the show and the song plays and she goes, I love this song. That's the danger of the, of our 
thing is that uh, to me, a lot of it's all becoming a little bit passive to people, right? You're just, you're listening to music based on the mood. Uh, and, and there was a time where the, the industry was saying, well, how many streams do you have? Now the industry is saying, well, how many of those people are actively listening to you versus it just being on in the background, you know? And you're like, God, it's to me, the only way to still do this is you go out and you play shows and you shake people's hand after the show and you sign posters and say, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what else there is in my opinion. It's the only way it works. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, uh, having, a you know, actual interaction with an artist, uh, you know, like that, like goes a lot farther than, uh, than anything else, you know, getting to having that personal experience. That's why I like, you know, St. Louis music so much is because I can actually go see my friends mm -hmm. around town playing uh, a couple times mm -hmm. a month if I want. And, uh, you yeah. know, get, after the show, I get to say, Hey, and get a picture, get to talk to whatever, you know, it's like whatever, all that whole experience you want, you can, you can have that with, uh, you know, when you actually go to shows like that. So. Yeah. We're on, we're unraveling a new, uh, unraveling. I don't know if that's the right word, although it actually almost literally makes sense, but, uh, we are, we have some new posters that we had printed for the merch booth. I've, I've actually never sold posters. Um, but we, we did them on nice card stock. They're, they're really well done. And the reason I'm doing them is because there's all, you know, I, I honestly, I'd like to meet every fan that comes to a show. A lot of times I can't meet all of them, but a lot of people don't realize that the first thing I do when I'm done is get out to the merchandise booth so that I can meet as many people as I can and sign anything anyone wants. Yeah. And I'm a pretty approachable person and I just love making fans that way. So we're, we're putting these posters in the merch booth because we want to tell people that, that you buy this poster and you, when the show is over, you just hang right here and Mark right. will be right here to sign this thing for you, you know, and I'm hoping we can, we can keep it going for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, save me one. I, I want a poster. You got it, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, you uh, hopefully we'll get you here in St. Louis, man. We can hang out and uh, I'll show you around the city and maybe and get some uh, Emo's pizza. And Oh, dude, that's so funny. It was the next thing I was going to say. I was just I was waiting for you to finish talking. Then I was going to say, I have a question for you. Do you like yeah. Emo's pizza? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, me. I mean, I'll, you know, I'm every now and then but I'm not like uh, it's funny that it's like everybody's, you know, St. Louis thing trademark thing yeah but uh uh you know it's an acquired taste i think like with the uh, the propel yeah. cheese on there and stuff but i'm more uh a mozzarella i think uh you know but i like it I all it. I'm, you know for me pizza is pizza you can't really re go too wrong with uh with pizza you know even bad pizza is still pretty good so um so true so but true. i uh i'm a, i'm more of like uh you know I, I love going up to chicago and getting the deep dish too i like yeah, uh you know, I like it all. So, um, but best uh, ever. Well, we'll, we'll hang when we, when we get ourselves to St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. I, uh, hopefully we'll make that happen here in, uh, the next year and show you around town and, uh, it'd be fun to hang out and catch up and, um, but, uh, and get to see the show live, man. I haven't got to, I haven't got to see your show yet. So I'm, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Stay, stay in touch. We'll get you out for one of those. Or if you're ever traveling and we're playing somewhere, just just shout, we'll make it happen. I appreciate the chat today, man. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun, Mark. I really uh, appreciate you taking some time to hang with me. And uh, again, visit markmckayofficial.net Mark for all things Mark. And uh, hit him up on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we'll, uh, yeah, but yeah, man, I appreciate you doing this. It's been cool. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Nice meeting you, bud. You guys take nice, care. Nice meeting you.